Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Well, hello there, everybody, and happy Monday. You have tuned into the P40 Ministries podcast this morning with your host, Jen, and I hope you guys had a really, really fantastic weekend. And uh, sorry about the noise I'm making over here. I'm moving stuff around on my desk, which speaking of, I uh, finally almost have my entire office set up at the new house, and I'm kind of excited about it because for a while there, I was recording podcast episodes next to a bunch of boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Like I had boxes surrounding me on every single side and on my desk and on the piano over here and just everywhere. It was kind of annoying. But now the boxes are pretty much unpacked, minus some of the decorations that I have to put up. And I got the office all painted and ready to go. And even the little bathroom that's connected to the office here, I finally got that painted. But uh, there's an issue with the light fixture. For some reason, even though it is properly connected, I did it myself, <laughs> it won't turn on. And uh, and actually, my husband even said he's like, it is actually properly connected. So good job with that. But um, it's not turning on, so I'm like really bummed about it. So there's something wrong with the um, the electricity. I don't I don't know what goes into it, but there's something wrong with the electricity in my bathroom. So I am without a light in my little bathroom here. But that's okay. We're having somebody to come out and fix it. But anyway, I'm sure you guys don't want to hear my entire life story and everything going on in the house. You're here to study the Bible with me, aren't you? That's why we are faithful listeners. So anyway, let's go ahead and talk about Exodus chapter 28 verses. 15 through 30 today. As I always do, I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible. Please feel free to read out of the version you usually read out of and uh, grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea and let's go ahead and read. You shall make a breastplate of judgment, the work of a skillful workman, like the work of the ephod you shall make of it. Of gold, of blue, and purple, and scarlet, and fine twined linen, you shall make it. It shall be square and folded double. A span shall be its length, and a span its width. You shall set it in settings of stones, four rows of stones. A row of ruby, topaz, and beryl shall be the first row. The second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and an emerald. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a chrysolite, an onyx, and a jasper. They shall be enclosed in gold in their settings. The stones shall be according to the names of the children of Israel, twelve according to their names. Like the engravings of a signet, everyone according to his name, they shall be for the twelve tribes. You shall make on the breastplate chains like cords of braided work of pure gold. You shall make on the breastplate two rings of gold, and shall put the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. And you shall put the two braided chains of gold in the two rings at the end of the breastplate. And on the other two ends of the two braided chains you shall put on the two settings, and put them on the shoulder straps of the ephod in its forepart. 
You shall make two rings of gold, and you shall put them on the two ends of the breastplate on its edge, which is towards the side of the ephod inward. You shall make two rings of gold, and shall put them on the two shoulder straps of the ephod underneath, in its forepart, closed by its coupling, above the skillfully woven band of the ephod. They shall bind the breastplate by its rings to the rings of the ephod with a lace of blue, that it may be on the skillfully woven band of the ephod, and that the breastplate may not swing out from the ephod. Aaron shall bear the names of the children of Israel in the breastplate of judgment on his heart. And when he goes into the holy place for a memorial before Yahweh continually, you shall put in the breastplate of judgment the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be on Aaron's heart. And when he goes in before Yahweh, Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel on his heart before Yahweh continually. Wow, that was a lot of reading, a lot more than I thought it was. <laughs> So forgive me for that, but we talked a bit about this ephod that was supposed to be made on, what was it, Friday? And an ephod is basically like an apron, but this was supposed to be a really pretty apron that Aaron, the high priest, was supposed to wear. And, uh, you know, it was supposed to be made out of blue and purple and red uh, linen, and it was supposed to be like weaved together kind of, and then it was supposed to be fastened by these chains of braided gold. I think it would be super cool to be Aaron and to be able to wear all this stuff. I can imagine some of it was kind of heavy. Like, you know, he's wearing a lot of stones and a lot of gold. So it probably was somewhat uncomfortable to wear. But it was supposed to be an object of beauty and of glory is actually what it says. So when Aaron wears this stuff, he's supposed to be almost exalted in a sense as the high priest, though not worshipped as the high priest, which unfortunately people have a tendency to do, is a worship creation and not the creator. But um, this was supposed to be almost like exalting Aaron in this like priestly fashion, if that makes sense, differentiating him from the other people of the congregation of Israel as Aaron being the high priest who was supposed to be kind of like the um, intercessor for God. Now, intercessor, <laughs> if that's even a word, I'm not quite sure. But what I'm trying to say is that Aaron was supposed to basically come before God for the people because the people would obviously sin and then Aaron would have to go and ask God directly to kind of... Uh, forgive these people so that was Aaron's role he was supposed to be like like this high priest that had direct access to God is which is what we see here actually in in a verse what is it verse 28 I think oh maybe not verse 30 where Aaron is the only one allowed to go into the most holy place actually because he is the high priest even the priests Aaron's sons were not allowed to go into the most holy place that was only for Aaron's eyes. Why? Because God was literally in that place. He was supposed to be sitting on top of the Ark of the Covenant. And I believe the Ark of the Covenant was the only thing that was allowed to be in the most holy place. And the most holy place was separated like by a, this big old thick curtain. It was so thick. It was like six inches thick. This curtain was supposed to like hide God's presence. Because if you think about God's presence... I mean, his presence is so powerful. In fact, I don't know if you guys ever listened to um, the Bible Project, but I love the way they described God's presence. And I, I might have said this before on the podcast. They describe God's presence as being the sun, like the actual sun in the sky. 
as, you know, it's powerful, it's warming, it's good, it makes plants grow, it gives us light and warmth and everything else that we need here on earth. You know, without the sun, we'd completely die. And, you know, the sun is good. We like it. But the closer you get to the sun, it starts to burn you up. And you can't look at the sun. Because if you look at the sun, you'll go blind. <laughs> because it's too bright for your eyes. So you can't look directly at the sun. And, uh, you know, it, when, they, when an eclipse happens, they always say, you know, wear those protective glasses when you look at it. Because even the moon going in front of the sun, whatever is like around the moon, that can blind you. So it's important to, if you look at the sun during an eclipse, to wear like special glasses or you could really mess up your eyesight. So that's kind of what the Bible Project described God's presence as being. Somebody who's extremely powerful, extremely good, life-giving, the light, you know, that's, that's God. But <laughs> we can't get too close to him because we kind of screwed that up. In the Garden of Eden, Obviously, Adam and Eve were allowed to, um, to be in God's presence because they were different. You know, God created them to be in his presence. But then when they sinned, they were no longer able to live in the Garden of Eden where God kind of resided and lived with um, Adam and Eve because of the sin nature. They were no longer perfect. They were no longer holy. And they were going to be burned up by God's presence because they had been changed for the worse. So that's why God kind of kicked them out of the Garden of Eden. And uh, even though God was still around and still did different things in their lives, they weren't able to like reside where God was because of the sin nature that had changed them so drastically. So when Aaron is putting on all this stuff here, like all this breastplate, he is supposed to be uh, he is the only one who is allowed to come before God. And because of that, he has to be super duper holy. He can't be having sin in his life all the time. I mean, obviously all human beings sin and Aaron was no exception. He absolutely sinned and we'll find out about that later. But because he was supposed to be the holy high priest who was able to come before God at certain time periods, like he was allowed to, I think he was only allowed to enter the most holy place once a year, I'm pretty sure, which was on the Day of Atonement, which we'll talk about later. But I mean, on that day, he had to be holy. He had to be pure. He had to make sure that he was uh, following the law several days beforehand. Like he had to really, really get ready to be in God's presence. So God talks about making this stuff for Aaron to wear in front of God's presence. Because this stuff, it actually says that these clothes were supposed to sanctify Aaron. As weird as that is. And sanctify is actually an old-fashioned word that means holy, actually. Sanctify literally means holy. And so these clothings, or these clothes that Aaron was wearing, were supposed to be holy clothes. Isn't that weird? So yes, these clothes were supposed to make Aaron holy. And they were supposed to be beautiful. They were supposed to be skillfully done. I mean, how many times do we see that word skillfully already just in this chapter? We've seen it like six or seven times. They're supposed to be skillfully crafted. They're supposed to be beautiful. They're supposed to be without blemish, you know, taken care of so that when Aaron goes into the most holy place, literally in God's presence, like God is sitting right there, Aaron is holy and his clothes are holy and his lifestyle is holy. So this was the job of the high priest this was what his role was he was supposed 
supposed to be the person who the people could come to, the sinful people, because God knew they were going to sin. So they needed a high priest, which is really interesting because, you know, God put so many measures in place to forgive his people. And the high priest was one of those measures, not to mention the sacrifices, not to mention Jesus. Not to, I mean, the, the high priest was the one who was supposed to almost bear the burden of the entire congregation of Israel, which is actually what it says here in verse 29 and 30 about Aaron's role was literally supposed to bear the judgment of the people. That's what it says. This breastplate that Aaron was supposed to wear was supposed to have all the names carved into it on these and then have all these like gorgeous, really pretty stones all over it. And it was supposed to be literally a demonstration of how Aaron himself was bearing the judgment of the people on him. So this was a very, very, very important role that Aaron had, one that should have been taken very seriously since, you know, he was, he's, he's one of the leaders of the people. He's supposed to care about his people. He's supposed to care about the sins that they're committing, teach them not to do those things. And when they do eventually do some of those sins or unknowingly do some of those sins or purposefully do some of those sins, Aaron was supposed to go before God on the day of atonement, which means the day of forgiveness, present his case before God almost for the people, and then God would forgive the sins of the people in God's mercy. And that was literally the role of the high priest. And this clothing, as odd as this sounds, was supposed to help Aaron achieve this role. Not just for Aaron's sake, but the people would see how Aaron was set apart as different, you know, as the high priest. And the people themselves would recognize that they needed a high priest in order to come before God's presence. Because look at what happens. <laughs> before God even set up a high priest, God directly tried to talk to his people in the air. He was in the air and he was talking directly to his people before he even put this high priest in place. And what did the people do? They didn't want to hear it. They said, we can't hear this. If we hear this, we will die. That was literally what they said. So they said, Moses, please go and talk to God for us because we can't bear God's voice. So the people themselves even knew that they needed a high priest. They knew that they needed somebody to go to God for them because they, could, they couldn't even hear God's voice without practically dying. <laughs> And uh, they didn't want to hear it. And that was when God was uh, speaking the Ten Commandments to his people. You know, God didn't just write those on a stone. The first time when he first originally gave them the Ten Commandments, he was trying to speak to them and they wouldn't have anything to do with it. They did not want to hear God's voice. So clearly God couldn't come down to the people. The people clearly needed somebody to go to God for them. The people recognized this. And that is why God is setting up this high priest here which is Aaron, and then setting Aaron apart by making him different, by making him beautiful, by putting all this unique stuff on him that was very beautiful, this uh, skilled work that was getting put on Aaron. And so that is literally the point of this high priest and everything that God is saying here so that the people could literally be forgiven by God because they couldn't come to God themselves. So to conclude this episode, uh, we have a high priest right now, nowadays, and that is Jesus. I mean, just read the book of Hebrews, like I, I talked about on Friday, and uh, 
you know, just see how Jesus has become our high priest and he intervenes for us on our behalf when we still <laughs> inevitably sin. We can go to Jesus who goes to the Father for us and uh, we are forgiven uh, just if we believe that Jesus is our high priest, that he died for us, that he's our savior. And uh, that is the point of the high priest. Even to this day, we still have one. But friends and faithful listeners, I hope you loved this episode. I thought it was pretty interesting, actually. I was kind of nervous when I first read this portion today because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about with this. You know, this is this is hard with all this like breastplate and this, uh, you know, gold stuff. It's kind of hard. But, you know, I think it went to a really interesting um, place with why we need a high priest, even though I have discussed this a little bit before, but it's always a good reminder. So guys, if you liked this episode, please rate it five stars, share it on your social media platforms. Also take a look at the designs I have for fall in the store. I just sent out an email to everybody. Sign up for uh, the emails. You know, you'll get some awesome content in those with stuff that's um, being updated on P40 Ministries. You know, by the way, my website is completely revamped, totally. 100% updated so I would love for you guys to go there and take a look at it and tell me what you think of it in fact tell me what you think of everything I would love to hear feedback I don't hear it enough uh, sometimes I run out of ideas I would love even some criticism <laughs> I don't always say that but yes I would like even some criticism from you guys and um, you know I'd like to hear what you guys want to hear on the podcast what you guys want to see even if you have an idea for a design for the um for the store i would be so willing to hear some of your ideas for designs and uh, you know what I, one other thing i want to mention before we go is i love having guests on the podcast i think they're great i have so many cool guests on the podcast and i've got to meet so many different people but the one thing i really really love as much as i love um the authors and the other podcasters i have on the podcast I love having preachers on the podcast. I think they bring so many good insights and, you know, they're all different. They all uh, talk about it differently. They all have different perspectives and I love that. And so if you guys know a preacher that you think would be willing to come on this podcast, if it's your preacher or um, you are a preacher or you know somebody that is a preacher and uh, you think they'd be interested in being a guest on this podcast, please give me their information or give my information to them. I would love to uh, talk with them and possibly interview them for the podcast episodes. But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Happy listening and God bless. 